You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The great thing for me in the University of Florida, NIL is going to be a strength here, so... You know, we've got our strategy and our plan, and we're excited about executing that going forward. You know, and we just happen to be at a place uh, that has tremendous history, tradition. NIL is no problem. It's a slam dunk at Florida, and we're going to – our players are going to benefit from that. And we're going to execute that and try to help our team and help the Gators win. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decision of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of name, image, and likeness. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. In this talent acquisition business, name, image, and likeness will play a huge role in Florida returning to the elite status of college football. It can start here. Join the Gator Collective. Link is in the description. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you with a commitment. Here we go. Previewing it earlier this week. We knew this was going to be a busy week for the Gators on the recruiting trail. And it starts right here with some good news and a commitment from cornerback Jakeem Jackson. We'll get into what he brings to the table for the Gators, the storyline of his commitment a bit, too, with the Osceola Trio. We'll get into that just a bit, too. Uh, but good news right here on this Thursday, July 28th. as we, We've circled this date for a little bit because of these three guys committing today. Uh, and Florida does get one out of Osceola with cornerback Jakeem Jackson. So, Lots to look forward to right here on the recruiting front all week long right here on Gators Breakdown. So you guys know uh, we'll have it all covered. Before we get there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Really helps us out here on YouTube. Make sure you got those notifications turned on because it's going to or should be good. I don't want to count the chickens before the hatch, of course, but should be a busy week 
or busy few days, busy end of the week <laughs> right here on Gators Breakdown. So make sure you subscribe, turn those notifications on so you know when there's an episode of Gators Breakdown out there. Leave a comment. Uh, all these commitments rolling in right here with Jakeem Jackson right now. Uh, but you know, leave those comments. Let, you, let me know what you think about this commitment right here for the Gators. Check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. If you're out there on the podcast version, Go leave us a review. Go give us some. Uh, go give us five stars right there on iTunes. It really helps us out. And then on Gators Breakdown Plus, I'm going to uh, plug it there too. Of course, guys, remember if you join between now and August 19th, you get a chance to win two tickets to Florida versus Utah, but also a very, very informative chat with linebacker Derek Wingo. He joined Gators Breakdown Plus members on the Discord. Um, uh, Wednesday night and really gave a lot of good insight on the program, the linebacker room uh, himself as well. Uh, really, really good interview there with Derek Wingo. So if you guys want to check that out, be sure to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, Gator Nation, here we go. Let's go. We got to commit, and it is cornerback Joaquin Jackson, a four-star on the 24-7 Sports Composite, a four-star on the own three consensus as well. He is a quarterback from Kissimmee, Osceola High School, of course, right there in the Orlando area, 6'1", 180 pounds. And if we go to the 24-7 Sports Composite, he is the 168th overall prospect in the country, the 19th-ranked cornerback in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. We go to on three consensus. He's a four-star there as well, of course. 178th overall, the 21st-ranked cornerback in the country. So there you go. Good look at Jakeem Jackson, the four-star cornerback right there on both services. So if we go to 24-7 sports, Andrew Ivins offers this scouting report. A pass catcher turned pass defender that's just starting to figure things out on the defensive side of the ball. He has the length everyone wants these days with a thin, wiry frame that's over six feet. Tested in the upper percentile spring before senior season, clocking at a 4.540-yard dash, added even more context to his speed profile when he went on a wind-aided 10.9 in the 100-meter dash a few weeks later. Didn't get a ton of snaps on defense as a junior after starting season off working primarily with the wide receivers, but ended up totaling three interceptions in four games. Is rather quick to read and diagnose the play. Ultra competitive in the air and understands how to put himself in position to make a play at the catch point. Aggressive with hand checks and isn't afraid to tug or pull at a jersey. Has shown he can press slash jam at the line of scrimmage but technique needs some work. Must also eventually add some functional strength in hopes of not getting overpowered by college-sized skill players. Doesn't exactly shy away from contact, but could always get a little more involved in run support, especially if he lines up on the boundary side of the field. Offensive highlights will have some talent evaluators thinking that he should be utilized as a wideout on Saturdays. But rare combination of long limbs and verified speed make him one of the more promising defensive back prospects in the state of Florida for the 2023 cycle. We'll need time to develop, but traits are there to emerge as a starting cornerback for a top 25 program, NFL upside. There you go. 
Really good scouting report from Jakeem Jackson there. And look, they mentioned the size, of course, and that is a Corey Raymond size profile <laughs> for Jakeem Jackson right there. When you look at uh, over six foot, like they said, six foot, 180, ideal frame size right there. So, And if you do, if you go and look at that analysis and you go look at Jackson's total profile, um, you can see on the offensive side of the ball, you can see the offensive side of him on the defensive side of him. Plays the ball well, thinks it's his when it's in the air. I, I love that when you have a receiver that also plays defense, whether they make that transition or whether they are playing it in high school. A lot of them do it, of course, on both sides of the ball. They're, they're playing both sides of the ball. But what I like about it is it doesn't matter what side of the ball he's on, he, when the ball is in the air, he thinks it's his. I love that about guys who play both sides. And that's not to say, you know, there's a pure, a pure cornerback out there that doesn't play wide receiver, doesn't think that way as well. But I do think if you go watch his highlights, that's his mindset. He thinks he's playing offense on defense. That ball's in the air. Hey, not, no, I'm going to play the ball like I'm a receiver. So, yeah, you do go back, watch those highlights. As that analysis said, he can make plays in press or off the wide receiver as well. But played a little, played, played some smart plays in those highlights. Uh, you definitely get to see his reaction time. Uh, interesting, uh, with very little playing time that he shows those instincts and rated already pretty highly for it. Scouting Report does a good job of showing those weaknesses, but with more time, I think, you know, and, and more training, says so not a lot of experience there at defensive back. And already – rated a top 200 prospect there at cornerback. So more time in training, those things should come around. I mean, they already see it. That athletic profile is there. The size is there. He probably would be rated higher had he played DB more. We'll get to see a lot more of it this fall. So with that said, maybe even a, more, even a higher rise in the rankings once people get to see him more in a game setting playing more cornerback. So good pickup there. For the Gators with Jakeem Jackson. Really, really like that pickup. Really like it. And you can definitely see early on the, the size profile right there uh, that Corey Raymond likes. And you add him now to a defensive back class with the already committed four star Sharif Denson, 213th ranked player overall, and Aaron Gates, 321st player ranked overall. And then I'm not breaking any news here, not putting anything out there that really really isn't out there as a big thought already. You have Denson in the class. You have Gates in the class. Now add the expected commitment later this week of safety, Jordan Castell, 202nd ranked overall prospect. So you all, you know, these DBs, Denson, Castell, now Jackson, all right there in that 200 range. Maybe a certain Ohio State flip is on the way. Dijon Johnson, not hiding anything there anymore. Known about it for over a week now that it was likely, looks like it's coming about sometime this week with Friday Night Lights coming up. Everything going along there seems to be the plan. We'll say, I, I don't, there's never for sure in recruiting. Uh, I think we've kind of learned that this cycle. I've kind of always went along that way when thinking about it, but looking very good there for Dijon Johnson to flip from Ohio State to Florida, a top 100 player. And then hopefully down the road, Cormani McLean, the number three overall player in the country. So really good look at defensive back and what Florida has and what is to come. 
would be a great haul. But defensive, you know, with um, with Corey Raymond leading the charge, Patrick Tony in there as well. It, it'd be a good haul. Get McLean. He's a must-add here, of course. It'd be a good haul regardless without him, but, man, <laughs> you add him to that group already, man, good haul regardless, but it takes it to another level. And it, look, it's, it's time for Florida to start stacking talent where you can, and this looks to be the first opportunity, one of the first opportunities uh, with this new staff, with this position group. It started off last cycle. Go to the last class. Additions of Devin Moore, who right now is probably one of the most mentioned players out there as an early contributor and one that is turning heads already. Kamari Wilson, number yeah, he was the 44th ranked prospect in the last class. And I think he fits fits in there a bit. But man, building a good early nucleus is this staff with the defensive backfield. Can get even better. As I said, maybe, you know, we're, we're looking at Castell coming up soon, hopefully. Dijon Johnson, and then down the road, got to add Cormani McLean to it as well. If you, you know, there's, we, we've been over it. We know the storylines there. Yeah, there's one just in state, number three overall. You got Corey Raymond on staff. That's one you got. Just got to go get. Got to go get that one. So also on this July 28th, one reason we have circled this date a bit because we knew the Osceola trio was going to be making their decisions today. As long as nothing changed, we've seen a lot of these set dates change. But also Derek LeBlanc, John Walker, both those guys, defensive linemen. Um, it was a bad, you know, th those two there, you know, you, you would have loved to see Florida go over three today. Uh, or three for three, not over three. Duh. You would have <laughs> you would have loved to see Florida go three for three with that with that trio. Get Jackson in the fold. Really like that. But LeBlanc Walker end up choosing to go elsewhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, we kind of went and looked at it. Derek LeBlanc, Oklahoma, was very expected. That's been expected for a while now. I know there was trying to create some drama earlier in the week, but nah, we, we kind of knew that. And then John Walker, you know, it did seem to be, as it was winding down, a pretty equal battle between Ohio State, Florida, and UCF. And lo and behold... A little bit of a surprise to some out there. Mama wants him close to home, stays local, goes to UCF. Bit of a surprise, UCF over Florida. UCF over Ohio State. So, I know, we wanted to, 
We went to July 28th. We circled it. There were at times Florida felt good for LeBlanc. At times Florida felt good for John Walker. But and then you know Walker really, man, right there in the middle of that defensive line. That's a position we wanna we wanna see. You know, pick up a bit and miss. You know, one big target right there. One we'd love to get. Plenty more targets there. Uh, but you know, we we've went through. You know, last few weeks saw a, a post up the you know the defensive line and all the targets there. Uh, and there's a good some good options. But now you know one off the board out there has to start. Maybe looking at that position. Let's see. Let me see if I can go back. See if I can see if I still have that graphic. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Defensive line. This was you know before, but LeBlanc, you know, gone. Falk gone. Walker gone. You know, so where does it go next? Hardy, Norman, Hall, James. Uh, these are some old rankings, but then, you know, so, some of the names uh, right there. But those are the guys you know to start looking for. Kelby Collins, add, add him to the list now, honestly, as well. Um, thought to be Bama in my mind. Florida might be in it a little bit more. Maybe we'll learn some more this week as far as that one goes. But yep, starting to have to. You know, check some of these names off now. But really looking more so in the middle, that defensive tackle spot. All right, so, you know, where do we go next? Where do we go next? The 28th we have circled, but also some more announcements on the way. If you listen earlier this week to Gators Breakdown, we laid it all out, these three dates, the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. We're going to be big for the Gators. So be on the lookout. Aiden Mazzell, the wide receiver, Top 70-ish wide receiver now. A big boost in the ranking, rankings this week. Mazel would be tomorrow. If you're, listening, if you're listening to this on Thursday, on the 28th, Mazel is going to announce on the 29th. I expect Florida to be the pick there. And then Jordan Castello to safety on Saturday. Expect Florida to be the pick right there as well. So those are the schedule commits, ones I feel pretty good about. At this moment, I think most of us out there do as well. But as I said, kind of have to start maybe looking outside the box. Those are the guys who have set dates. Can these guys with a lot of recruits on campus, a lot of commits on campus, can there be some surprise commitments along the way? Andy Jean, another wide receiver, comes to mind. Will Norman just talked about defensive line. He comes to mind. If Kelby Collins is on campus, does he get wrapped up in it? Like I said, I keep hard for me to detach Bama for him being from the state of Alabama, but we'll see where that one goes. Cameron James, fast riser. They're in the defensive end role. Love to get him in the fold as well. Can he get caught up in all this hoopla? So there's just some names to look out for, maybe even more out there <laughs> that I'm not including right here. As I said, there's a reason they would be called a surprise. So if we start looking for some other names out there, you know, just uh, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Dijon Johnson, cornerback from Ohio State, be on flip alert right there for the Gators. So where does this put Florida with the commitment of Jakeem Jackson? Add him to the class right now. Florida will be ranked 17th. Let's break down the class a little bit. 11 Four stars, only two, three stars in the class. 13 commits, 
11 four-stars and two three-stars. Four players in the top 200. And Jackson is the third highest player in the class after wide receiver Eugene Wilson and edge rusher TJ Searcy. Of the 13 commits, you can't help but notice 11 are from the state of Florida. Big focus there, and it looks like it's paying off right now getting that in-state. Now, the next step, of course, I keep, we'll keep saying this, won't beat the horse to death, but you know, now I'm just got to see the, the top in-state Florida recruits commit to Florida. Hopefully that's coming, as we said. Just lay out some names for you. Should be starting to feel pretty good about some of those. But where we stand right now with Jackson in the class, 13 commits, 11 from the state of Florida, four in the top 200, led by Eugene Wilson, TJ Searcy, and now Jakeem Jackson. So good stuff there. Always happy and excited when the Gators get a commit. Looking forward to Jackson being coached by Corey Raymond there and good to get one out of that Osceola trio right there. Couldn't strike out there. Could not strike out there. And then we'll see what happens down the road. Maybe maybe they're flip candidates down the road as well. Not saying they are, but, you know, got to keep that in the back of our mind a little bit. So some good stuff there, good stuff coming up, as long as everything kind of goes as planned. Friday Night Lights coming up. Get to see some young 24, 25 recruits out there uh, camping a bit. And we'll see. Is there any surprises? Any surprises coming along the way, too? And let me, and okay, I guess I'll kind of maybe go toward the next step as well. Like, I won't really do episodes like this when 24 and 25 kids commit. I won't single them out like I do here. You know, I'll we'll come back around on those guys. A bit, yeah. I just there's so much time. Don't get me wrong; I'll be absolutely excited if there's a high elite. It doesn't matter what position it is, but you know, one of those 24, 25 commits or recruits commit to Florida. I will mention it. It'll be mentioned in an episode where we cover recruiting or something like that. But don't get the full treatment like the uh, the current class does here. That's just so much time. Uh, in between that, look, there's a lot of time between the current class and December and February. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, like I said, I'll definitely cover 24, 25 commits, let you know who committed, all that stuff. But, you know, there's so much time there. Not uh, not going to go do deep dives uh, into those guys. But, it's, hey, look, they're from Jacksonville and a little more insight on those guys. But <laughs> um, that's just uh, you uh, draw the line somewhere, draw the line somewhere. Uh, but hope, here, guys, here's to hopefully you get to hear my voice a lot coming up in the next few days. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm I'm ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. Should be a good few days right here for the Gators on the recruiting trail. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.